Hello, and welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Scott. Welcome to Coffee and Books. Coffee and Books is the podcast where we talk all things related to coffee and books. And today we get the lovely story of having both. If you're a new listener, welcome. Again, I'd like to know where you're from. This is a section I call Links That Matter. So links that matter include uh, talking to me and communicating to me. Uh, the best way to get a hold of me is through my Yahoo email. So that email, again, is Scott, S-C-O-T-T, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N, 16, at yahoo.com. I want to hear from you. I want to know where you're listening from. I especially want to know what books you'd like me to read. Any any suggestion, anything at all, I'm open to. I would love to hear from you. I want your feedback. I want to know what you think of the podcast. I want to know if you want to be a part of it. I want to know everything. You know, like how many books are you reading this year? Uh, do you have like a goal? Are you interested in going to the library or are you just a, someone who purchases all their books, you know, one at a time? Or do you just buy a big bulk of books and always have a pile in your room just constantly reading them? I want to know, are you a coffee drinker? Where do you get your coffee from? Is this something that you get at the grocery store or the market? Or is this a place where you grow your own coffee beans? I want to know about it. I want to know everything. I want to know about all my fans. Okay, so this book in particular today, we'll get to in a minute. But right now we're going to talk about the latest Atlas Coffee Club uh, coffee that was delivered to my door. Uh, recently, I got coffee from Guatemala, which has a fascinating history. Um, in particular, this is from San Victor um, in the Los Verdes region. Uh, this process for this coffee has been washed. It has uh, been made in an altitude of 1,300 to 1,600 meters. And so this is a little bit about Guatemala's coffee history. Coffee came first to Guatemala as decor. It was used primarily by Jesuit missionaries as an ornamental plant for nearly a century until the 1870s. Synthetic dyes rendered Guatemala's prized indigo less and less valuable. With forced plantings of millions of coffee trees and dictatorial seizure of communal lands, coffee quickly rose to take its place as Guatemala's top cash crop. A brief but thwarted push for the populist land reform in the 50s gave way to decades of civil war and in its aftermath, thousands of indigenous and migrant workers continue to power the coffee industry. But today, the specialty coffee is providing a path forward. Of all the 50-plus coffee-producing countries in the world, Guatemala produces the highest percentage of the high-grade quality coffee, and 98% of Guatemalan coffee is shade-grown to support sustainable coffee growing year after year. The first of its kind, with new method of coffee cherry selection, this remarkable coffee boasts a delicious sweetness balanced with a great body and a touch of acidity similar to chocolate-covered cherries. So the tasting notes indicate that it has a milk chocolatey taste, a nougat taste, and a dark cherry taste. Um, it says to try it with specifically a drip machine. It is a medium-level roast coffee. And uh, this is the postcard from Guatemala. This is what it says. 4,000 years of Mayan history come to life in Guatemala where you'll find present-day ceremonial offerings adorning the crumbling ruins of Tikal in an ancient Mayan city nestled in a dense rainforest. From cobblestone street markets bursting with kaleidoscope colors and craftsmanship handed down for millennia, make your way to candy-colored colonial Antigua, 
where three soaring volcano frames, pastel facades, and elegant plazas. Venture into the Guatemalan highlands to discover the impossibly picturesque Lake Atitlatan. Sorry, Atitlatan. Yeah, Atitlatan. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I apologize. Uh, the deepest lake in Central America and home to of nine district. Sorry, let me redo that. The deepest lake in Central America and the home of nine distinct indigenous communities. Trek to a remote limestone paradise of tiered turquoise pools complete with underground waterfalls and float along the Rio Dolce, the gateway to the Caribbean, for stunning views of rocky canyons draped in dense vines, mangrove-lined lagoons, and medieval Spanish forts flanked by tropical greenery. From stoic iguanas on wind-swept plateaus to prowling jaguars and the misty rainforest to frolicking manatees on the balmy coasts, Guatemala is the interplay of beauty and vitality, the melding of evolving cultures and a timeless paradise. So that's Guatemala. And uh, I really enjoyed this coffee. I definitely would say it's one of my favorites I've tried so far. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5. Definitely check it out if you haven't already. Atlas Coffee Club. Again, I make it really easy. I know it's going to sound like an advertisement, but they send it to your door once a month or however often you want. They can give you a half a bag, a full bag, and give you beans, whole beans, or ground up, whatever you prefer. They're very easy. They communicate well with you. They always send you something from a new place, a new country, every month. So I always get to try the latest of something new. And it doesn't matter how fast you go through the coffee. They want to know. They want to know, are you getting enough coffee? Are we sending you too much coffee? Are we not sending you enough coffee? They will talk to you. So that is, again, the Atlas Coffee Club. If you join it, it is about $10 a month especially for a half bag. Um, the price does fluctuate depending on how much coffee you obviously get, but it's pretty much $10 a month, free shipping. You can't even beat it by going to the grocery store because uh, you will spend that, about, that amount of money probably more than once. So with that being said, let's go dive into the latest book that I've completed. It is called Thinking Fast and Slow. Uh, it is written by an economics professor. Um, it was 428 pages long. It is about 38 chapters and, an, a, conclu and a conclusion. Um, it is a very, very mathematical book and a science-related book. This is not what I was expecting when I picked it up. I thought it would be, in particular, about psychology. But Thinking Fast and Slow is about the different types of your thinking. In particular, it talks about our personalities, and in particular, how there's two different styles of thinking in our brains, system one and system two. So one system is going to determine your personality, the traits that make you you, and then another system is going to be making the decision-making abilities. So that's going to determine when you think of math. That's going to be determined when you think of a problem and you solve it automatically in your head, like two plus two is four. That is a system in your brain that is thinking that is separate from your personality. And the author does a very good job of detailing hundreds of examples and talks specifically about biases, statistics, and most importantly, what makes up the brain. And I honestly felt like that this was a very, very advanced level book and specifically reading. Um, it was hard for me to keep up with, and I'm someone who reads a lot. So I'm definitely going to just give a word of warning 
just to say, if you are interested in this type of book, and in particular about the human brain and how it works, you know, be prepared to go into some technical details about statistics. I took one statistics course in college, and honestly, I felt like that wasn't enough to even scratch the bare surface of the statistic um, statistics that are brought up in this book. Um, the author does a good job of also raising to the point of how the decision-making abilities um, affect everything and how our brain works affects everything we do. And it's not just a matter of uh, describing a human being. Um, what I mean is is that uh, the genetic makeup that makes up you determines you. Of course, that's what you know, science has shown us over the you know, years. But it also is determined by your personality, which we've said... But now we're learning that your decision-making abilities and this system of thinking also affects the way you interact with the world. So some people are going to be inherently better at thinking with one system and thinking with another system. So you might be better at thinking, you know, in terms of math and equations and statistics. That means you're going to be good at problem solving, but maybe you're not so good with the interacting with people. On the other side, there's some people that they're really good at doing everything, you know, socially correct. They're very good at interacting with other people and human beings, and they're persuasive. They're talkative. They have that personality. But they're not going to have the, the math side, the problem-solving side, you know. And a perfect human being doesn't exist. So and there's a genetic makeup factor. There's the fact that there's different personality types. And there's the fact now that we are discovering that, again, there's different styles of thinking, and you might be good at one or another. My personal example is I actually am very bad at math, but I am very good at talking with people, and that's kind of what made me want to do a podcast, but I like to explain it like math is my least favorite subject in school, but I particularly enjoyed learning about different topics. Um, I understand that math is very relevant, and that it has a lot of practicalities in the world today, um, and it is very applicable, but it just doesn't interest me in the same way that learning about science or learning about, in particular, other topics like psychology or history or art do, and uh, that's just important to me. So anyway, that just to give you an idea of my you know, personality type. Um, anyway... Uh, so the book is pretty big. Uh, it was a hardcover edition that I read. Uh, so listen, if you're interested in reading this book, definitely check it out. Um, just be warned, like I said, a lot of science and math in there. Um, okay, so now what, what is the next book that I should read? That's what I want to know from you. Again, please reach out to me. Please, uh, you could find me on Facebook. You can find me on uh, my Yahoo account, as I've said. Um, I have a YouTube channel, Coffee and Books, as well. Um, I have not uploaded anything recently, but you could definitely reach out and message me there, too. Um, anyway, just please remember that uh, I'm working a lot of hours right now, and I may not get back to you all right away, but I do think it is quite exciting, and uh, I will definitely get back to you on more books in the future. Okay, everyone, have a good day. It's great talking to all of you again. Thank you again for listening. Please share this podcast with a friend if you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, just in, again, as a reminder, uh, this podcast is all sponsored by me. So if you share it, you're helping just me, no one else, 
not a book club, not anyone, uh, just, just me. So thanks again. Bye.